Welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton, and with me as always is my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And this episode, we are looking at Galaxy High School. Yeah, no, this one, um, I've... I remember bits about it before we... Um, when we were coming, we talked about doing this in the first place. I thought, yeah, that'd be good. I remember this, I remember that. But it turns out I can remember snippets, and I can remember characters, but having picked up a few bits this week I'll go oh, okay it's not entirely what I remember so it's, this will be quite interesting to see how uh, how, how you or what you remembered about it because for, for me it wasn't quite as I uh, as I pictured it okay um yeah it it actually was exactly as I remember it um but I think I think you're dead right in what you're saying the strongest memory I have of this aside from the theme uh it's another solid theme tune this week um, but the strongest memory I have is the characters and, and the character designs, which are absolutely fucking exceptional in this. Yeah. Um, across the board, the quality is exceptional in this, which we'll, we'll, there are some obvious reasons for that, which we'll come on to, I'm sure, as this, this podcast progresses. Yeah. Um, but again, I think this was one of my picks, and this is something I really fondly remember. Um, it was never on constantly, um, as it turns out through research now, that is because there weren't many episodes. Um, no, I was amazed by that. I thought that so the, was I. I thought that this ran for years, but it was only like thirteen episodes. Yeah, now I thought it ran for years as well because it it just kind of came and went. It would be on for a little while and then it would go away. And I guess as a young kid, I mean, this was eighty six, I yeah. think, so kind of eighty seven, eighty eight, probably by the time it was over here. Yeah. So I was still relatively young. Um, and I guess I'd just kind of forgotten some of the episodes, so I'd watch them again. I mean, there were there were some, as you say, there were definitely snippets of episodes that I still remember even now because I would have seen them so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the characters and some of the catchphrases and and everything, I I just still really fondly remember. And and so going back to this, I, I'd kind of forgotten we even suggested it. And when you told me this was what was next, like. Again, I, I got quite sort of excited as as I do with some of these shows. Um, <laughs> I, and going back to it, I instantly just got warm fuzzies, as as happened with some shows in the past. Um, and then it, it just slowly crept back to me. The, the more I watched, the more I remembered. Um, and I I really do remember actually quite a lot about this show. I I just didn't realise that I did. Um, yeah, yeah, I. I'm not going to bury the lead. I fucking love this show. If anything, this is much, much better than I remember it being, and I remember it being fucking excellent. So, yeah, yeah let's, let's say. I mean, for me, I don't remember. I don't remember enough about it. I mean, if this was, um, say, eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, I'm no, I don't have that much underneath me. That, but I'm not going to remember much about it. I, I'd imagine I saw it. I may have seen it at the time, and I'd imagine it was repeated around about ninety one, ninety two, probably. Um, which was would have been around by the time I'd have seen it. I think I just as a, the thing that always stuck with me. And I don't know why it stuck in my head, but the character of Milo Davinus always stuck in my head. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I mean it's obviously no. As as a child, you don't get that joke. Um, no. And obviously, then the Venus de Milo has no arms, so he has six. Why not? Um, but yeah, that's the only. No, that's the thing that's really stuck in my head, and I've got an image of him like shoveling pizzas and stuff, and he's got like a a, a, a slice in every hand, or a slice in every hand, you know, packing them up and boxing them up, ready for a toilet to go and deliver. Um, and like that, no, that's an enduring memory. I have no idea why. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because that is one of the things that, as I say, there there are certain things that had stuck in my head, and most of it was character designs. And yeah, Milo tossing the pizzas. Mm. I think I'm taking that to my grave. Yeah. Like I I knew I knew Milo tossing the pizzas. I knew um I knew Beef Bonk instantly. That that was the first thing I thought of like straight away. That's yeah. such a weird sort of iconic character design. Doyle and Amy I knew straight away. I couldn't remember their names, but I knew the characters. I remember away. her being Amy, but I couldn't remember him being Doyle. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's there in the theme, isn't it? So I kind of remembered yeah. it more because it was in the theme as well. Amy, I remembered because she's kind of hot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably wrong to say that since she's a teenager, but and a cartoon. But, yeah, well. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so I always remember that as well. And then there's even characters, you, know, you get like Bowie Bubblehead. Um, I remembered, in, like I kind of, I had forgotten Bowie Bubblehead, but as soon as she popped up, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and Rotten Roland, I remembered that even Rotten's catchphrase. I was all over that straight away. Um, I'd yeah. actually forgotten and... that that catchphrase was from this show. Uh, catchphrase <laughs> being "I love it, I love it, I love it." Um, but I, yeah, as it's... soon as I heard it, I was like, "Oh yeah, of course it is." Yeah, I mean, I I can't remember what it's called. There was one. There was an alien thing. It was kind of like a marshmallow. Um. It was a um, kind of like a fat cherub, but made of marshmallow. Okay. I can't remember, I can't remember what it was called, um, but yeah, again, I can, I can, so I can see it. I can picture it. I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just it's stupid things. You think, why in the hell do I remember that? Of all things, yeah, why but, that? But these character designs are just superb. I mean, another one, um, which again, I it w- was just straight after Beef Bonk. I went to Gilda Gossip straight away. Um, yeah. And. I, Again, that's another character that I think, just like, just like Milo, I will just always get the image of Gilda Gossip with her, like however many mouths. I think it was like ten or eleven mouths just snapping away all at once. Like, yeah. And yeah, these characters. But I mean, having dug into it now, obviously I wasn't aware of this at the time. Those character designs are John Kay. Yeah, no, I didn't realize that until this afternoon. Um, I, um, as usual, did all my research well in advance. Um, and yeah, I was really thinking, oh fuck, I didn't know he did that. And I sort of I was skim reading it, so I was doing something else as well because I may or may not have been in the office. Um, and I skimmed over and read about another character design and went on to went on to create Ren and Stimpy. Like, Hang on a minute, and I had to reread it. Oh fucking hell, I didn't realize he did that. And then as you go back into it, um, they've got Nancy Cartwright was um, F- uh, Freddie Fender and Gilda Gossip. Gilda Gossip, got, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you, you've, you, there are people associated with the show who are um, who went on to become even bigger. And I had no fucking idea whatsoever. It was created by Chris Columbus. Neither did I until we started. Uh, I started the rewatch here even before I'd sort of done any research. And his name came up on the credits of the pilot episode. I was like, what the fuck? No way. Uh, so I, I instantly IMDb'd it. And yeah, sure enough, it is the Chris Columbus. 
Um, well, that was the thing. As I saw it, and I thought, oh, I was created by Chris Columbus. I thought, no, I can't be the same one. So I did the same thing. I clicked on the, the wiki link, and it went through to Chris Columbus of you know, Home Alone and, uh, and Harry Potter Harry and all the rest of that. Fucking yeah. hell. He, I said, oh, fucking hell. Um, so, yeah, and I was absolutely gobsmacked. And you, you look at it and think, okay, fair enough. No, it's it's again it's, it's a lot bigger than I remember it, and it's no it's gone on to produce a lot more than I, I would have given it credit for as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it doesn't stop at Chris Columbus and Nancy Cartwright. I mean, they're probably the the biggest names that, that yeah. So they're the standouts, but they're not. Uh, so they're certainly, certainly not the only ones. Yeah, I mean, when you actually kind of dig into the writing team as well, um, you've got writers. You know, you've got people there like David Weimers who went on to write for Tailspin and. You've got just yeah. loads of Disney staff involved in this thing, um, or or people that would become Disney staff. You know, think people like yeah. Ken Koontz as well. Ken Koontz who wrote Rescue Rangers, which mm. we've talked about the quality of the writing on that show. You know, it the talent here is incredible. Like, yeah, because I think I think it was a CBS show, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not actually sure. I didn't go into that much level um... of research to be honest, because I've I've spent. Like normally, I I kind of as as you know lean more towards the watching and and you do the research <laughs> and kind of recount me with all all of these facts and these things I can't remember. But this one especially, I've done so little research because I just couldn't stop watching the fucking thing this week. I've practically done the whole show. Um, <laughs> well, to be fair, there are only thirteen just... episodes. Um, yeah, but saying that they're, thir- they're thirteen full length episodes, they're twenty four minutes each. Yeah, they're like they? yeah, they're like a half hour a clip. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean. Um, yeah, um, yes. Yeah. For CBS TV network, um, it was originally devised as High School Twenty Five Twenty Five. The name was changed, and he convinced up and coming screenwriter Chris Columbus to develop a show under his own name. Uh, I was developed. It was developed as part of a block that was supposed to be done. So, sort of like the old the old timey Saturday movie uh, matinee. So there was um, um, there was a, uh, an element of Teen Wolf. I can't. I'm not sure entirely sure what they did with that. They had Galaxy High, and then um, Pee Wee's Playhouse came after it straight away. Um, and something called Wildfire, which is a Western show. So I mean, they kind of just don't went, you know, what we. That. I I don't either, but obviously, I mean, this is CBS, so we wouldn't have necessarily had it here. But I mean, there was de- very definitely an intent to make like a Disney block effect, like a Disney afternoon block before Disney had the idea. Um, and that's kind of what he went with. And I think this is the only one. I mean, Pee Wee's Playhouse aside, I think this is, um, this is the only one from a TV perspective that's standing out. Uh, I remember the Team Wolf cartoon definitely i can remember that um it wasn't bad i want to say um i I'm bet if we rewatch it a... now it'll be awful but i yeah. i remember quite liking it no i've just clicked on a link thinking oh maybe i'll recognize the animation recognize the drawing i don't at all um i may have seen it i don't know but it's not uh it's not ringing any bells yeah i i remember it I can't say I remember it fondly, but I definitely have memories of the Team Wolf cartoon, and I can see the animation. I can see the lead character now. I can see the artwork for it, in fact. So, yeah, maybe that again. Maybe that's one of those things where I, I've just got those couple of years on you. Um, yeah. Maybe I was exposed to it and you weren't. Um, Although ironically, there's um, a show, another show in that block called Wildfire, which is supposed to be a western, um, which I recognise the the characters from looking at the leg, but the the actual story sounds bonkers. I don't understand why I would have watched it because it sounds shit. So it was um, an animated western, yeah. 
Yeah, it was an animated American series produced by Hannah Barbera, but the adventures of Sarah, a 13 year old girl growing up in the American West, as she discovers her true identity as a princess in hiding from another realm. The fuck? I don't yeah. remember that at all. I, I don't remember the story, but I recognise the drawing. Um, so, yeah, it's bizarre. And. Nope. Yeah, and then, I'm looking at it now. No recollection of this whatsoever. Uh, it kind of looks like the She-Ra equivalent of Brave Star. Yes. Um, I mean that horse is very reminiscent of Thirty Thirty, other than it doesn't look robotic, but the, the whole stance of it and everything. Yeah. Um, it's bizarre, isn't it? But yeah, I I don't remember. I just remember look. I remember, I, I recognise that sort of drawing. But it looks fairly cool, actually. I might look into this. Um, <laughs> I love me a good western. Yeah, how do you feel about bad ones? Um, I'm okay with most bad ones, to be fair, as well, as long as they're atrociously bad. Um, Jesus, this this wildfire thing, like it was, it was pretty big. There's merch and everything. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this isn't the wildfire show. This is the no. There probably won't be one because we didn't see it. But, uh, uh... No, but yeah, <laughs> we're not here to talk about wildfire. Um, so yeah, like just masses of of talent involved in this show and like talent early on in their careers. Um, but the fact that they're so talented, it, it does clearly shine through. I mean, it's probably no accident that one of the first characters I can remember, as I say, is Gilda Gossip. Um, mm. That's down to the the character design from John Kay and obviously the voice work from, from Nancy Cartwright. This that's no accident, you know? No, that's right. So it it's surprising to me that this only ran for thirteen episodes. There yeah, I don't understand why. I mean there's there's nothing written as to why it was cancelled. Um it just didn't get a second series. Yeah, I mean I don't know. Maybe well, no, I can't even say. I was going to say maybe the stories were just a little bit too in depth for kids because this this thing, like, aside from the fact, obviously, it's set in outer space and you get like you get the gags of like Gilda gossip and and stuff like that and these these outlandish character designs, but the yeah. stories themselves aren't really all that far fetched. There's there's an element of sitcom to this. Oh, um, definitely. You know, so. I don't know whether maybe it just wasn't appealing to, to kids on that level. And as you say, they were longer episodes, you know, by, yeah. by animated series standards, like a, a near 30 minute episode is pretty lengthy. Yeah. Um, and listen, I mean, it, it did have that sort of um, kid sitcom sort of vibe about it. I mean, if, I mean, things that were fall no, things that would follow that did, that was sort of successful that ran for fucking years had that same sort of, not that same sort of style, that same sort of, well, it works for adults, so we'll kind of you know, dumb it down for kids and make it a bit more slapstick. Things like things like Save by the Bell and that they came later mm-hmm. would owe a lot to this, and would a lot would owe a lot to the fact that this, you know, it worked and it was it was recognised as being good. It just for whatever reason wasn't commercially successful, and presumably that's why they didn't bring it on. But I mean, it, it won um, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Humanitas Award as well. There's episode nine called the Brain Blaster, which is um, about uh, it was a drug episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's I can't I haven't managed to rewatch it, but um, it, it won quite a few awards and quite a lot of praise for that because of the way it handled it and trying to you know, trying to explain sort of peer pressure and social pressure and and then you know, getting into addiction and things like that. And obviously, at a level that kids can understand, and it's not going to go over their heads, but it's not going to sort of scare the living shite out of them either. Yeah, I mean there are there are definite attempts made to tackle social issues in this. Even I mean he becomes quite a lovable 
character in a weird way towards the end but like even right back at the start of the show you've got characters like the creep um who's, who's mm. specifically called the creep uh yeah. because he's a he's a pervert there's no other there's no other expression for it. he's a cute little fluffy flying pervert but he's a fucking pervert you know <laughs> yeah there's no like he, he attaches himself to amy with a chain and mm. just will not leave her side he is obsessed with her he's a stalker um mm. They don't shy to... away from it at all. They just lean no. hardcore into that. And I said, I think the fact that it, because it's done because of the the animation style and because because of the sort of character design, it's people will see it as funny. They won't see it as creepy. But in reality, that's a very real comment there. But kids of a younger age won't really understand it. They'll just think it's a bit funny and a bit slapstick and a bit stupid. Whereas parents watching it and parents of older kids, sort of kids who are approaching the sort of the upper end of that would be watching this, we think it. Right, okay, it's important. It, that's the sort of thing we might need to talk about. We might need to explain why that's not appropriate. We might need to, under, no, to might need them to understand why they can't do that, why they can't behave in that way. Or if people are behaving in that way towards them, we may need to have a word. Yeah. Now, I mean, un- unfortunately, Amy's first reaction to it is, is obviously that she's she's not too pleased, but then she kind of becomes a sidekick as the show goes on. So that does... That does kind of lessen the effect of that character and, and almost normalizes it, which is quite unfortunate, really. But I don't know. Maybe yeah. You can't help but feel maybe that was an, a network saying, "Hold on a minute." <laughs> you, yeah. You really can't do this, not in a kids show. Um, maybe. I don't know. But then this is a kids show that that then proceeds to feature like the most violent representation of ice hockey I've ever seen. Um, well, I mean, apart from actual, apart ice, from hockey. actual ice hockey, obviously, yeah. But other than that, like, I mean, their version of ice hockey uses a live ball. Um, it's kind of half ice hockey, half Quidditch, I guess. Yeah. Um, and no, they, no, that I'd pay to see. Yeah, and, and they just smack the shit out of this little ball, which you know proceeds to taunt them and stuff as well. But it's it's fucking brutal. And then, of course, inevitably, you'll get Doyle and Beefbong actually beating up on each other as well. Um, yeah. It's, pretty violent to be fair um so yeah yes. I, I mean maybe there was something there where it was just that kind of maybe if it was pitched more at that kind of young adult market than it was at kids you know in in the same way that in in later life nicktoons would do then yeah it could have been a lot more successful i think and and there are elements of that. I mean, it's obviously there's the, the John K connection, but there are elements of that. I mean, the the description that's on the back of the video box, um, the VHX box, um, blast off to the to the outer space high school where the students come in all shapes, sizes, and every color of the rainbow. A galaxy high, the junior class president has six hands. The local pizza parlor is as close as the nearest satellite. And when the science teacher gets mad, he melts. Join two Earthling exchange students as they encounter a crazy collection of cosmic kids from all over the universe. I mean, straight away they're setting it up as look. You're all different, we get it, but different is okay, different's not bad, because you can all fit in, you can all have a place, you all integrate, and th- there's a very a very clear social message that will fit in for older kids. Yes. Younger kids just want to see the freak with six hands. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. But I mean, it's, no, it, it, it's, I mean, that, I mean, if that's the way they've marketed it to, you know, for actual sale, you know, they, they've written, you know, there's, a, there's a message they're kind of on point with, but then there are some things that say, like the creep, and, um, 
no, I mean, a lot of kids will relate to the sort of the bullying aspect of um, of the bog bunch. Yeah, it's a horrible fucking name. Um, but you know, it's 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 kind of going. Yeah, well, yes, this thing, these things happen. They are universal. Everybody knows about them. Every everybody tries to do their best to stop them, but they happen. But you can deal with it. It's not the be all and end all, and you will you, know, you will get past it. And I think it's you know, it's it's an interesting message. And I think I, I'd be interested. I would have been interested to see where it would have gone or how they plan to to progress it beyond the first season. Yeah, I mean, it is. Obviously, this is eighty six, so as you say, it's it's before things like Saved by the Bell, it's before Dawson's mm. Creek, it's before. I mean, it's not to say there haven't been these kind of teen angst shows before this, because you know we've had Happy Days by this point and things like that. You know, we have had the, this kind of teenage drama show, but yeah, this just kind of, I guess the, the zeitgeist at the time as well. You got to remember this is eighty six, so we're right. We're right slap bang in the middle of the Molly, Molly Ringwald oeuvre as well, so all of those films are coming out. Yeah, it's true. Just, it's got, it nails that feeling and that era. It is an eighties teen movie. It just happens to be in outer space. Um, yeah, and I think to be fair, I mean, you, the, the fact it's in outer space it lends itself to the characters and all that. But you could have made this A is live action and B set it on Earth in any high school in America, and they could have done this. They could have done it in the same way. Uh, they could have presented the same topics just in a different way. Yeah. Um, and when you, you know when you do move on to things like Saved by the Bell, they did exactly that. I mean, I remember there was um, there was an episode of that where what was the um, the nerdy girl's name, Elizabeth Berkeley's character? She got addicted to um, effectively caffeine pills. Um, another um, another one started smoking, um, and so they had all you know they they worked on these sort of social issues in in much the same way. It's, we're not going to demonize it. We're not going to. We're not going to sort of not beat you over the head with it. But we're just going to show you that actually there are. You know, there's a cause and an effect, and then you take from it what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- no, I mean that's quite clear here. I mean reading reading the blurb from the sort of the thirteen episodes. Um, there's so you know, there's so many things where they could have really hammered you know, hammered you over the head with you no know, drugs are bad. This is bad. That's not, don't do this. Don't do that. But they haven't done that. They've just kind of gone right. Okay, well this is the scenario, and we're kind of going to let you feel your way through it. Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, if you are going to pitch anything at a teenager, the worst thing you can do is tell them what to think. So, yeah. you know, let them make their own mind up. And and it does, it it handles all of that very, it really is, it, like the quality of the writing in this show really is extraordinary for what it is. Mm. And I don't yeah. mean to say that in any way to cheapen it, but ultimately it is a show about an outer space high school. So... Yeah. you do have to take things with a little pinch of salt but they as you say they use what they've got incredibly incredibly well um mm. and i guess that you know knowing now which obviously i didn't know then but knowing now the people involved knowing that for instance chris columbus was was the driving force behind it that shouldn't really be a surprise um no that's right you know um but yeah obviously we've talked about um things like saved by the bell and dawson's creek but then the other thing that, that seems to be directly influenced by this, and, and it has to have been, whether it was an attempt to relaunch this or not, I don't even know, is is barely a few years later we'd come on to Gravedale High, which mm. was very, very similar, um, but I don't think was as good. I don't remember it being as good at the time, and now I'm convinced it won't be. Um, no, I mean, I, I recognise the name. I don't remember it. I think we've got it on our list because it's another one that I liked, just not as much as this. 
Um, maybe I'm going to go out on a limb and say we haven't because it's not really okay well if we haven't maybe we should do just so we can do a comparison it's definitely got the best theme tune Um, well not best ever but compared to this best of this I mean this theme tune is okay it's solid I mean we get the story in the theme tune and you know I'm a big fan of that any time the setup (laughs) comes in the theme tune I'm I'm all in Um, but I mean especially you know last episode we looked at Ulysses and I think whatever theme tune came after that would just be yeah it would if unless we did like jason the wheeled warriors straight after it in which case maybe there'd be a case for argument but yeah i mean yeah we'll 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 get to our our theme tunes episode at some point yeah we keep threatening it we really do have to to bust that out at some point i suppose yeah christmas is coming yeah 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 maybe we'll do it christmas time i don't know um yeah Yeah. keep listening you might you might find it eventually yeah if you're lucky, um. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. Um, I say that there are a lot of um, a lot of aspects to it to, that, that deserve a lot of praise and some really stand out. Um, yeah, it's it, to me, it's it's one of those. That I'm I I don't say this like in like we we don't generally have a lot of time because you know, we, we're putting out a show a week at the moment and um, I say it's just getting time to sit down and watch everything we we need to watch and do the research we need to do. But having now read the blurbs of those 13 episodes, I'm thinking, that's only six and a half hours. It's well worth it, dude. Seriously. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, I I intended to sit down and watch a, a handful ready to record, as I always do. And then I'm thinking, you know, if I like it, like with some of the shows, I've, I've gone on and watched more. Um, I've yeah. ripped through nearly the whole show. Um, <laughs> it's it's that good. It's, it's fucking excellent. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> to say it, it is fucking and it and it's not like we have this grand continuing arc or anything like that that is so compelling that you need to binge it um no that's right it's genuinely a fucking good watch is it's it's as good as just about anything like it that gets made today you buy anything like it i'm talking teen drama um yeah as good as any of that you know plus you got the added so. element of it's in outer space so you get the obvious gags there plus you get the cool character designs of like i mean Again, like, like I said, you know, Gilda Gossip's an awesome design, but just Beef Bonk is. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's been, now, knowing it was John K, you can look at it, and it is. It's pure John K. I mean, he's a giant fucking space chicken. Um, yeah. It, it's obviously John K, but that that is a character design that if you showed it to me, I could instantly tell you where it came from. You know, like if you showed me yeah. a picture of, of Beef Bonk, like I, in my daily life, I don't walk around fondly remembering beef bonk but if you were to show me a drawing of him i would instantly be able to go oh that's beef from galaxy high yeah you know and there aren't many shows that you can do that with it tends to go either one way or the other it tends to go like if i was walking down the street and somebody stopped me and said can you name every thundercats character i'd be like yes i can how long do you have uh, <laughs> please yeah. don't. apart from the crap one with the wheel in his stomach that i forgot about last week obviously um <laughs> you know or it would be a case yeah. of now, somebody what... could say you know can you name every fucking i don't know gravedale high character and i'd be like no i absolutely can't but with this yeah. it would be like well no i can't but draw me a picture and if they were drum i go yep that's so and so that's Bowie bubblehead that's beef bonk that's you know as soon yeah. as i started with it it just all comes back yeah, and the the one I always remembered, apart from um, from Beef, was um, I'd forgotten his name until I just looked it up now. It's um, Rotten Roland. Again, it's a very distinctive character design. Absolutely, absolutely, and it, and it basically is the animated version of Gilbert Gottfried. 
Um, oh, absolutely. Why he didn't voice it, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, Gilbert Godfrey may not have been Gilbert Godfrey at that point. He that may not might have been what it was, to be honest. Because obviously, I mean, we know in in later times he would go on to work with Disney and, and voice um, and voice characters in Aladdin. You know, he'd go on and be Yago. So yeah, he could. He does animated TV. Yeah. So, you know, but maybe he didn't at the time. Um, but yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I'm it glad could be, be written for him. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't. Oh yeah, because would've, that, would've ruined that it. catchphrase would not sound right in his voice. But to actually look at Rotten Roland, like it's Gilbert Gottfried, it just is. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's strange, and, and much in the same way. Again, I I say you know you can see John Kay's influence when when you look at Beef, you can. You can see just like the faintest outline of Stimpy in there, like a super buff, nasty version, like chicken version of him. But I was, he, I'm glad he's a chicken because I always kind of, I always kind of likened him to um, Foghorn Leghorn as he was in the Bugs Bunny cartoons when he used to, he was always, he was always trying to, um, trying to one up. Yeah, bugs. when he puff his chest out and stuff. Yeah, but there's yeah. definitely no, there's definitely a chicken vibe. I mean, for a start, he's got chicken feet. Um, and then yeah, I was gonna say he's got chicken legs and chicken yeah, feet. and then he does have like the big barrel chest that he's sticking out, and you know he's kind of got a kind of got a plumage on his head, sort of yeah uh, of a sense. Mm. Um, but then of course he has those like giant vents or whatever they are on his neck that blow out steam when he's angry and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a just a great character, yeah. and again the design instantly like you look at it and you go. Yeah, that's the bad guy. That's the bully. You can see it in his whole character design. Yeah, and yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty much spot on. And I say, oh, it's 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 fairly iconic. Like, I wouldn't have recognised um, everybody, but I certainly, I certainly would have, would have recognised those two um, probably more quickly than I would have Doyle actually. Yeah, I mean Doyle so, I mean, does just uh... look like a generic kind of eighties animated teenager. Um, you know, see, yeah, see also entirely generic. Captain N and all of those. You know, it's it's this is what an American teenage boy looks like in an eighties cartoon. To a point, I mean, even if you look at some of the facial expressions and some of the facial style, it's and then you look at uh, fuck, what was his name in Alvin the Chipmunks? Dave. Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this is what Dave used to look like when he was young and cooler, yeah. before he went on to be Dave. Um, and yeah, it's just not kind of bland. So that it's it's and, and I know they tried to sort of root it that. Obviously, you know, he's a normal human teenager, and that's what human teenagers look like, whereas not they could go to town with all these sort of fanciful um, aliens and so on. But it just it's just a bit bit bland really and a bit you know, a bit vanilla. Yeah, but I mean then with Amy they didn't do that. Amy doesn't look like any other stereotypical eighties cartoon teenage girl. Like they, no. they gave her the, the cropped hair, at one point they turned her skin blue, but that didn't last very long. Um and it they really didn't shy away from from the sexuality side of things either. Like, she looks like a woman, <laughs> not a girl. Let's yeah. just—that's probably yeah. the politest way I can put it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think they play—they they kind of played on it, didn't they? I mean, the fact that the the character trope you had of her on Earth, no, as she was on Earth, she was no, she was the nerdy girl who nobody likes. It's the she classic was trope. Was, yeah, no, take the glasses off, and all yeah. of a sudden she's smoking hot. The, that's it. But then all of a sudden you, you move it to an entirely different environment anyway, where she's hot because she's yeah. hot. Like, oh, okay, right, okay. No, no, it's not. It's fish out of water because her character doesn't know how to deal with that. But 
we'll try and make it just now again like we talked about with um uh, whoever it was which got where things got really quite awkward last time oh that um, was yeah way to make that up <laughs> like whoever it yeah. was when things got awkward as if that isn't a regular occurrence <laughs> on this podcast yeah it's what yeah, when we were talking about Yumi on uh, on Ulysses, oh yeah, that was way more kind of awkward that's... than this. She's like a little girl. Yeah, like yeah, but it's but it's the same principle. You, know, you kind of you've, you kind of put somebody in, in a position they're not comfortable in, and then you you kind of sexualize their character to a point where you don't really need to. I think that was the uh, other character design. I yeah, should say. but then they they kind of pull it back here because in 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 Yumi's case, it, it did seem kind of totally frivolous, but. The, they do pull it back here because then she does garner a lot of the male attention and she handles it very well. Um, and, and at no point does she actually use her body uh, in, in that way. You no. know, she's still the smartest girl in school. Uh, it's just now so yeah. it actually so happens she's the smartest girl in two schools because she was the smartest girl on Earth and now she's the smartest girl in Galaxy High as well. Um, she's just yeah. this time she also happens to be incredibly popular because the aliens think she's beautiful because she doesn't have like... 10 sets of lips and 14 eyes and a see-through head and mm. she just looks I guess relatively normal yeah what's that say about the eye of the holder and all that well yeah I mean there's a lot to be said for all those mouths just saying well, yeah I, I was going to say the same thing I thought I'd leave it for you <laughs> you can always count on me <laughs> yeah um, but yeah it's, it's, it's quite interesting and that's it um one of the things I did read is that the um, there was they were potentially sort of gearing up towards the second series to have um, their the relationship between the two humans sort of develop into something more romantic and what you sort of see as conventional for this type of show. Um, but be, because they didn't get the second season, they didn't get a chance to sort of develop that. And personally, I'm quite glad they didn't. I think that would have ruined it. I think it definitely would have. I mean, they do they kind of see that here. They are sort yeah. of together but they they bounce off each other a lot as well um yeah i mean so the, the the sort of together bit it's more a case of you know proximity and the fact that they're both there it's you no know, if, if they were still back on earth you no know, they you know, being having his social station he would never have noticed her in a million years because you now because of the glasses and all the right no that that's that's sort of that that trope um and it's you you know you wonder whatever if it's proximity rather than um rather than actual chemistry um so yeah I, I don't know but i think i definitely think that even if they even if they'd given it 10 years as opposed to one year i don't think they'd have been able to do it justice i think they'd have probably ruined um the dynamic of the show i mean it would be interesting to try and watch because i, I mean i don't know how this was recorded but given the style at the time um i would imagine that most of these lines were laid down separate rather than in a round table read as is favoured now with animated shows yeah. um, so trying to get any kind of chemistry at all um, that must have been you know quite difficult oh, yeah. I mean, they, you know, it's, these are all super super talented performers so I'm sure they could pull it off but it's never going to be the same as having someone else in the room to bounce off no that's right I think, I think that's I mean that's again that's a credit to the performances the fact that they, you know, they were able to do that and that, that was and that comes, it doesn't come across as that's what they've done. It's not a case of, well, he's going, I'm going to say this so that he can say that. Yeah, um, I mean, so they, they may not have. Stuff. This may have been a, a kind of roundtable read. I, I'm just assuming 
Um, yeah, but I mean, as, you know, there, there are um, certainly some shows from that period which where that's quite obvious, that's quite apparent that you know, if they were in the same room, then they really didn't fucking like each other. Uh, yeah, we're looking at you, Ulysses, with your <laughs> awful, awful performances. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, you don't get this. I mean, if if this was done in that way, then it's it's been done a lot better, um, which is uh, which is is good to see. And I think that I think the disappointing thing I found in doing this show is that there's so many aspects of that, and so many uh, so many shows which I look back on and think oh, I really going to enjoy this. And then it's pissed on my childhood because the performances are so awful. And then you start reading about it, and you think, "Oh fuck! No, no wonder the performances were awful because they weren't actually on the same continent because they couldn't they couldn't stand each other." Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, we, that's happened a lot where we've gone back and looked at something, and it it's just been terrible, and it, it's unfortunate every time. Um, but as I say, with this one, I, I just I I knew I loved it as a kid, but I didn't remember enough about it other than the. the the, the character designs and and the snippets of story and stuff to know if it was if it was going to catch me out or not when we went back to watch it and it, and it didn't it, it exceeded expectations and i love it when that happens it, it's so yeah. rare now the more the more episodes of this show we do i feel like the the rarer it is that we that something really catches us by surprise um yeah and and this genuinely did like i said I, i've ripped through the whole thing and it's not fucking easy to find either so no like, it's I, not i've had to work a little bit to get hold of these um yeah i mean i i've looked i, I looked it up um on the, the wiki entry it says it's uh the complete galaxy high school series currently available through video on demand service including amazon video no is it bollocks not. uh crunchy roll which that? is uh it's an american streaming service that's set up in 2013 i don't know if it still goes um and youtube so whether they whether it's a proper youtube channel uh, or whether it's hockey versions i don't know if there is a proper youtube channel i certainly couldn't find it there are some hockey versions but the frame rate and the aspect ratio is all to fuck on them um it does float around on daily motion but it's in parts uh, yeah. yeah in general it's very difficult to find the dvd is super expensive yeah, um, because just it's um, just on, yeah, just on YouTube. That um, uh, there's a TMS official channel, and it's on there. Oh, I've completely missed that. Then. Yeah, I, I clicked on the link on the wiki page. Um, which, yeah, so, I mean T- TMS were the original distributors, so it's um, it's it's on their official channel. So I'd, I'd imagine it's going to be uh, the best quality you're going to get. But Mother- for a show that old, fucker, I spent ages looking for decent quality <laughs> episodes. So did I. I should have read this page first. Ah, research. What's that for? Um, yeah, fuck it. Who does research? Yeah, seriously, man. Uh. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, it, it, it is there. Um, and like I said, it's, it, it is about... So I, I did the same. I looked I looked on, on Amazon. I looked um, looked on Netflix. I looked anywhere, everywhere I could think of. And yes, it was on Daily Motion, which uh, they're not great copies and all the rest of it. Um, looked for the DVD and went fuck that for about a soldiers. I can't remember how much it was now but it was far 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 too yeah, much yeah it's just, well expensive um, um, I think it was only region 1 I could find it as well um, so I don't have a region 1 player anymore so that wasn't going to work um, that's, that's not a problem for me but it was the import tax and stuff on top as well however yeah, having yes, said yeah. that now having watched it back obviously this was this was before I started watching them and I would have been going cold I didn't know if it was going to be worth dropping that kind of cash on now having watched them back I may just stump up for it in all honesty um, 
if it was on a streaming site for a reasonable amount of money, I would I would certainly pick it up, no doubt about it. Um, I, I may just stump for that DVD, just in case it becomes increasingly <laughs> difficult to find it online. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I don't buy much on DVD at all these days, but I may I may stump for that. Who's got room for DVDs? Well, this is the thing. Like physical media takes up fucking space. But well, yeah, this, this is, is it. Chris's DVD collection chat because that could go on all night. <laughs> well, yeah, I was gonna say mine. Mine are all still boxed up from when we moved here and unpacked them yet. Yeah, I mean, even but, uh, even when we do um, better than Mario Brothers, you know, if I can get hold of one of those films digitally, I will rather than have to go and buy the disc. I mean, in some cases yeah. with that show, it's a case of the shame of those discs sitting on my shelf as well. So <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. Mentioning no I mean, names. Uh, yeah, but the, the, the one particular turkey has been a very good coaster at the moment in my house. Yeah, I mean, I, I swear one day I'm just going to have a blind fit of rage and smash up all the DVDs that we're getting from Mario Brothers just for the satisfaction <laughs> of it. Yeah, but we can come on to that next time we record that. So the next one's going to be a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, enough about that. Um, so on uh, on this then, um, the production notes on the wiki page, um, there, was an, there was an animated version of the Partridge Family, um, which came in, out in 1974 called Partridge Family 2200 AD. Um, and it was set at a futuristic high school called Galaxy High. Um, and one of the characters in that was a Martian who was very, very similar in design to uh, the Wendy Garbo character. Right. So, I mean... Yeah, again, elements of stuff being borrowed um, is quite. Uh, it, it again, it's not a new thing, but uh, quite, it's quite. You know, it's it's been they, they put quite quite such effort into making it making that character look so similar that it's quite obvious. And I think that's that's the worrying part that they think, oh yeah, maybe we need to rein it in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it it is interesting when you look at it that because as you say, this is not all of these tropes have have been seen a million times before, particularly in this era. Um, just taking something and setting it in outer space or in the future isn't even a particularly imaginative trope but it's no. more about that once they had done that once they had decided that like okay yeah we're taking a high school drama and we're setting it in outer space once they had jumped off that bridge it's that it's the creativity involved in the creation of those characters that really sets mm. this apart it really yeah. is like yes it may be a little derivative of other things, but but, but nothing, what isn't? Yeah, and nothing else looks like it. That's for sure. You know those yeah. those character designs. I've not I've not really seen them again since. You know, no. I can't I can't think of anything that really looks like it. As I say, other than you can you can identify the style of John Kay if you know it's there, albeit a little softer around the edges. But once you know it's yeah. there, you can see it. Um, but other than that, I, can't, I just can't think of anything else that looks like this, and it doesn't look. No. Bearing in mind that it's not from one of the big studios either, it it doesn't even look cheap. You know, it's not like this looks like it's poorly animated. No, it, it, it looks in. Yeah, it looks in keeping with you know with um again a lot of that sort of the stuff that was not quite around at the time, but things that came came a little bit later. You know, it it it. You you add a couple of years, a couple of years of sort of animation experience to this, and it is very much Ren and Stimpy. Yes, very much so. You know it. You know it, it's it's not as if it's a case of oh we, we want to make it look at Tom and Jerry, but we fucked it up. Yeah, 
No, 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 there's a very definitive style to it and a very distinctive style to it, but I think that carried then for probably another sort of 10 years after it, after it aired. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got a Japanese influence to the animation in terms, yeah. in terms of the use of light and shadow. It definitely looks more Japanese than it does Western, uh, but then the character designs themselves are very Western. And so it's got that kind yes. of weird combination that we would see in in years to come that we would see in the likes then of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for instance you yeah know, it's very similar and and easily as good quality as, as something like that yeah and and interestingly said I mean it was an American Japanese co-production oh okay um, I didn't doesn't give... I wasn't aware of that that shows yeah I've, I've just I've just read that now I mean I didn't realize that it doesn't give the name of the company or if it does it gives it in um, Japanese symbols so I can't read it Apologies, um, but yes, I mean it's as I said, it's, it's it's there. It's quite it's quite clear, and I think that's it doesn't shy away from that. And I think that it's again maybe a precursor for a lot of what came later, and the, and the way that they, they put these shows together. Yeah, I, I mean that definitely shows. It, I would be interested to see how it played in Japan. Um, obviously, just because the culture is so different, and this is hmm. so very clearly American high school. Um, but yes. then the Japanese do kind of get off on American culture as well, don't they? Even though it's not their culture, they do seem to like it. Yeah, They're like a slice of Americana. So yeah, that's right. So I mean, yeah, it would be quite interesting. I mean, it's one like normally when we look at these, there's normally information about when it aired, not when things aired globally, what the sort of global response was. There's nothing about it here. Here, it's very much just. The, you know, this is when it was on TV in the US. This is when it was released on demand. This is when it was released on home, our home, our home media in the US and that's all there is um, and the so the only comment anything else was that um, it was aired up until 1996 in the UK on uh, Nickelodeon weekday mornings wow 1996 I bet I was still watching it then I bet you Probably. I, I bet you again, I was still watching it. I would have been like 15 I bet you I was still watching this because I as I say I remember watching it off and on because it came and went and I was definitely still yeah. watching it in my late childhood definitely Mm. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so I mean, it. yeah, I mean, so that's the only information that's about it um, internationally. One thing I have just read, actually, which I'm um, quite keen to, to ask you about um, the show features teleportation tubes, which people can enter and be whisked away around, uh, whisked away around the school, reminiscent of the Austin pneumatic tubes in Galaxy High, they're known as whooshers. Isn't Elon Musk trying to build a shitload of these at the moment? Is he? Elon Musk is Isn't fucking that... nuts, man. Like, he is. It's not like his hyperloop type thing where you just basically get sucked around at six hundred. Oh, that's exactly what they are. Yeah, yeah. If that's what he's yeah. building, that's what it's like—a giant vacuum tube, and it's like a constant, it's constant gag yeah. with Doyle, especially. Like you stand too close for it and get sucked in butt first. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Elon Musk is actually coming. building one of these I, things. I think he's designed one. I think he's applied for permission to build a test run in Chicago and LA and I think they both told the fuck off. What the fuck does um, he think like does he genuinely think people are going to use this as a mode of transport? Like what? I'm not being funny if you know if it could get you uh, I, th- I think there's, there's I think he was looking at it that you could get from like across America in like three hours. Yeah but you'd be fucking dead so well, you'd be, you'd be in some sort of pod. It wouldn't just be a case of that you go in oh, there first. Oh, okay, and, so it's not like literally get smashed like into a wall. In, in Galaxy Height where they like suck you in at a million miles an hour. If you're no. in a car, that's but, not yeah. the same. 
That's... But it's 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 the same principle. Yeah, but it's not the fucking same. Well, so you're going to start somewhere. This is setting up. This is set hundreds of years in the future. So you know, you're going to start somewhere. Yeah, but if you're in a car, then that's like that's a, just a weird tube train. Really, <laughs> or a isn't train. it? Yeah. Well, it's probably, it's not on rails, so I guess it's not a train, is it? Well, well yeah. no train. You can have trains that aren't on rails, can't you? It just wouldn't be a railway train. Yeah, you have road trains and shit, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, because I think the, the, the train is the sort of the thing. It's it's a it's an engine that's pulling trailers, effectively, isn't it? Because the road trains you get in Australia are just basically a truck with you no know, half a dozen trailers on the back. Yeah. Well, yeah. I bet this I conversation is thrilling for the listeners. Um, welcome oh, well. to the Train Spotting Podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coming up on the network soon. Yeah. Um. I do, yeah. I. I can't. I, I, find it quite I, I can't believe he's trying to build one of those. Like, I can't because he's knocking futs. Yeah, he's totally knocking futs. But like, why fuck around with that? Give us flying cars, dude. Fuck off with the tube things. Nobody wants those flying fucking cars. I... Yeah, but then no, congestion's a little bit bitch. But no, you go above it. I mean, you see, Back to the Future, they also stay in their lanes. Yeah, but then you just go above it higher. <laughs> like, not... Or you think, fuck it, I can use the wheels and drive on the road because no other fuck is doing it. Every fuck is in the sky, yeah. Yeah, never understood yeah, I mean, that, look, but anyway. Again, Galaxy High has flying cars as well, so if he's going to watch it and steal the tube thing, steal the fucking space taxi instead, fuck's sake. Yeah, true. Elon Musk. Uh, uh, while, yeah. while we're on the subject of Elon Musk, what kind of name is Elon Musk anyway? He sounds like a fucking deodorant. What the fuck? <laughs> Where did yes, that come does. from? Um, it's, it's... I don't know. It's either his parents hated him from birth, or he's really pretentious and made up a fucking stupid name. I mean, he's made that name up, surely to fuck. But on the no, to give him credit, people remember it. Yeah. It might be shit, but people remember it. Yeah, it's because he sounds like a fucking can of deodorant. That's why. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Fucking moron. Yeah. He's not a moron, he's a no, fantastically he's a intelligent very person. Very intelligent but... man, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's... But yeah, fucking yeah, hell. With a name like a, a like a teenage boy's deodorant. But yeah. Hey <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. back to Galaxy High. Um again, something else I didn't know, which I got very excited about reading the first part and then kind of you know, deflated a bit. In nineteen ninety six, um uh um the person who cre- who commissioned it in the first place for CBS um optioned the film rights with John H. Williams of Vanguard Films, reteamed with Chris Columbus to develop the victory version of Galaxy High, oh. but after various development deals with DreamWorks and Paramount, the movie is still in limbo. Oh, man, I'd pay good money to see that film. Yeah, me too. I got really excited reading that until I, until I got to the bit where it says, remains in limbo. You know, and... you know the problem now is, is back then, they would have gone one of two ways. They would have either gone for a kind of live-action animation hybrid or they mm. would have just gone for all-out physical effects and these these aliens would have been done with makeup and suits and stuff. Now it would just mm. be a soulless CGI fest, wouldn't it? What, like the upcoming Pokemon one looks like? Oh no, that looks fucking ace. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. Yeah, that, that um, looks fucking yeah, um... ace. There is an army of Bulbasaur's in that trailer. A fucking whole army of Bulbasaur's. Like I, ah oh, man, I'm sold. 
Like, I'm so... <laughs> Unlike Sonic the Hedgehog, which looks like a fucking abomination. Yeah, and I talk about 30 years too fucking late with that product. Yeah, nobody liked Sonic to begin with. It's like... No, Sonic was yeah, shit. It, he was like the shit version of Mario. Like, Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, saw, I saw that today. I was like, what? Why? Yeah, who cares? I really... I didn't like Sonic at the time. Exactly the same. Watch it, didn't it like it fu- then. Don't like it, just it now. Fucking or- it just looks pathetic. It looks pointless. And they, I'm sure there can't be an appetite for it because there hasn't been a any any sort of decent Sonic game released in well ever. But you know, certainly the last thirty years. Yeah. Well, I mean, but maybe twenty five. Yeah, no, there has been. Sonic Mania was pretty decent, but like it just nobody cares. <laughs> like it's a decent game, but nobody cares. So, yeah. Get on with it. Anyway, again, Jesus, we're yeah. all over the fucking shop tonight. What is going on? That's so, that's so unusual for us. Well, uh, we're normally so on point. More than normal, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, I yeah, I got quite excited reading about potential film, and then let's say it's been in, it's been a limbo for twenty three years. It's probably not going to happen. To be fair, no, I don't see it at this point. Not unless it's like a real passion project for Chris Columbus that he's really holding on to. But then, even if it was that, you'd think he'd take the fucking Harry Potter money and be like, right, well, exactly. now I'm doing Galaxy High. And I guess now, whatever itch he was scratching with Galaxy High, he kind of scratched with Harry Potter anyway. Well, that was, I mean, I don't I don't know whether, I mean, this would have been an itch for him to scratch, because, I mean, this was a very early job for him. I mean, this, no, this, what, this is one of the things that made him. Um, and I think by the time you got to Harry Potter, he's like, fucking hell, I'm made. I'm so, I never have to work again if I don't want to. To Harry fucking Potter. Because um, he did two, didn't he? He did, the, first he did the second one yeah, as well, he didn't he? first two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean... And then he went to do fucking loaded. Golden Compass after that, didn't he? So, I mean, yeah, okay. That, did yeah, he do that, that as well? on his arse, didn't it? But... Motherfucker still got paid for well, it, didn't he? He's, he's in no danger of, of needing to, to beg for food. Put it like that. Yeah, um, he ain't doing a day job, is no, he? I mean, look, if nothing else, he can dine out on Home Alone for the rest of his life. Oh fuck so, yes! Yeah, I mean, it, no, I'm not a particular fan of any of the Harry Potter films, if I'm honest, save for, uh, save for Prisoner of Azkaban, which I think was excellent. Um, but it was the best book as well, yeah, so it was so always going to be gonna the. Be, but uh, it best also book. was the only one that had a, I would argue, had a director with any kind of real vision. Uh, Columbus's were very pedestrian. Yeah, um, yeah as, as were the ones that followed. Was it Mike Neal did yeah, ones after? Did. But you can't help. Yeah, they were all kind of paid by yes, numbers. They were. And you can't help but wonder, like looking at looking at this now, like what could Columbus have done if he had done this instead? Like, yeah. You know? um, uh, there you go. Instead, we'll we had never the fucking know. Harry Potter film. But look, they made billions and trillions or whatever, and. Like certainly the generation after us fucking love that shit. So yeah, but there you go. Uh, anyway, yeah. Again, not the Harry Potter podcast. Fucking hell, we are I mean, all over the place, aren't we? Literally, dude. Like we may as well just start fucking talking about Game of Thrones at this point. Like, just... Everybody dies. Yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. You know, fuck it. That's what the internet's for. Everybody dies. Um, yeah. Okay. So back to this. Back to this then. Um, there were some interesting um, Easter eggs, which uh, were in the. Uh, there was a tie-in. There was a, a book um, published in nineteen eighty-seven. Um, what? It's an adaptation of. Uh, it was an adaptation. Yeah, there was a, an adaptation of six episodes. Um, Welcome to Galaxy High. Those eyes, those lips. The beefy would be king. 
dollars and cents, beach blanket blow up and founders day. Um, and there's, there's stuff in there that um, it's they attend Presley High School. The, the, the sports team are called the Hound Dogs. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that in it, which you know, just gives it again a bit of a bit of flavour, a bit of um, just a bit of whimsy, really, which I quite like the uh, quite like the idea of. Um, it's it's out the books out of print, however, and it's 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 really collectible and goes for a fuck ton of money. Apparently. So does the fucking DVD set. So <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, I mean it's. Again, like even even the work they went into stuff like that, just given that 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 bit of backstory that's not too serious, it's not too heavy, and it's just got a bit of fun to it. But again, sets up where this is where it's come from and sets the tone quite well. I think it's quite good. Um, but then in, in the description again, it says that the, the um, Amy and Dollar didn't know each other before they went to Galaxy High, but she she knew who he was and thought he was cute. Again, don't give them this fucking backstory they never had. No, don't need it. That no, that or that pisses me off. I mean, there's there's no need of it, and I think that um, I think it it, cheap, it cheapens what is there, and and as I said, with you know, potentially getting to hook up in later series, I think it diminishes what they've achieved in what is actually a very short space of time. You're only around for three months. Yeah, yeah, no need. Um, just before I'm corrected by anybody, um, it wasn't Chris Columbus that did Golden Compass. It was Chris White's. Um, yeah, Chris ah, Columbus did okay. Percy Jackson, which is much better ah, right, than okay. Golden Compass. So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen either. Um, you're not missing much in Golden Compass's front. Percy Jackson's okay. Anyway, off topic again. Please get back to the book. <laughs> <laughs> that that's all I know oh, about okay. it. Um, it's an 80, 85 page paperback book titled Galaxy High School, um, published August eighty seven. Um, now out of print. Adaptation of six episodes. Cost a fuck ton of money. Wow. Pretty I mean, I've, let's see if I can find it just quickly. Um, <laughs> you know, the annoying thing is, I, I mean, I don't remember it at all, but I, I read a fuck ton as a kid. I bet I had this. Well, if 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 you if by some miracle you did and still do, fucking sell I it. I haven't still got it. Um, uh, okay, so I, it I, doesn't. I, as far as I can tell, there are no copies at all available on eBay. Um, However, the box set is coming up uh, at forty nine ninety nine pre-owned. Thirteen yeah. episodes. Yeah, six and a half hours. That's a lot of fucking money. Um, yeah, it's worth it. It's good. It is good. It's worth. It is worth it. Um, if it was new, I might stump that for it. Um, I want the book mm. now, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. If anybody's got the book, let us know. We'll uh, we'll make you an offer. We'll make you an offer you can't refuse. Um, yeah. yeah. Basically, we'll send our friend Helen round to kill you. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. I don't know. I don't know what we do. That's that's a bit harsh. Um, don't threaten murder on the podcast. Well, no, because then then she can. Yeah, then she can just know she can take the book back and yeah. Anyway, we probably won't do that because she's busy. Uh, yeah, we won't murder anyone. Definitely not. No, we we won't. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, yeah. I, I, I've, I've not been, uh, I've not been able to track down this this book either. Um, I've, I had a quick look, um, but I can't find it anywhere. Probably, probably good things. I can't afford it anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it surprises me there has never been a comic series. If I'm honest, I was just going to say the same thing. Actually, I'm, I'm amazed that no, it's, it, it lends itself to it. And I'm, part of me wonders if it, it's because it had such a short run that they didn't get round to doing it. I mean, once it was once it was off the air, they, I'd imagine a certain amount of interest would have been lost in it at the time. 
Whereas yeah, if it's still he... been on air, they could have put no, you could have put one out, and then potentially it could have run longer than the show anyway. But um, yeah, I, I, it, it I think... seems absolutely rife for it, and given the fact that it's not the sort of thing you can go and produce a different version of, it's not the sort of thing you can go and produce a live action version of very easily or very cheaply. Keeping it going in the form of a comic book would be ideal. And that's done so often now, you know. So many of these, these shows and are. I say not just now. Comics. So not just now. I mean, it's been done for fucking donkeys years. Yeah, I, I'm very surprised actually that that somebody hasn't had a go at this. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Maybe, maybe that's an expert uh, for I've, us. I've found it. Galaxy High School paperback. Yeah. On Amazon, it's not very expensive. Actually. Oh, okay. Not if it's the one. It's by Anne Hodgman. That's the one. Uh, used, it'll run you thirteen pounds and fifty-five pence. Ah, Wikipedia misled me. This is somebody that doesn't know what they've got because there are two copies on Amazon. Hmm. One is used in acceptable condition for thirteen pounds and fifty-five pence. The other is used in good condition, and it's a hundred and twenty-five pounds ninety-nine. There you go. That's more like it. Somebody doesn't know what they've got there. Yeah. So at, at the time this show's released, Chris has already bought it, so don't go looking for it. Uh, the the yeah, cheap version is not available anymore. Too late. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, not really. Um, I'm not. I I I barely get time to read the books that I have now. I'm not going to commit to buying an adaptation of a show I've just watched as well. Um, if you want it, it's still there. Uh, maybe send it to me when you're done. Yeah. Yeah, try some, try some message, we'll tell you where to send it. It's got some awesome cover art, I'll give it that. Um, it, it's exactly the same as the VHS cover art, but it's bigger, because it's a book. Yeah, um, that makes sense. It's, yeah, it's it's nice. It's kind of worth 13 quid for the cover art. <laughs> yeah, maybe no, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. I need to, I need to scroll off this page. You're a bad influence. I'm talking to you listeners. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, can't we talk to me? You've known that for fucking years. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I've clicked off it. But okay. it is available. If anybody wants it, it is out there. It is available. If if when you come to listen to the show, it's not available, let me know and I'll check its shelves. Yeah, I swear I'm not buying it. I promise. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's quite funny, actually. I mean, looking, um, I've, I've not got to, to watch... Um, much of anything, to be honest. Uh, but the, the 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 pages I have read, so the stuff I have read about this online, there's not a great deal of legacy to it. I mean, there's not a great deal of merchandise that ever came out from it. There's not, no, I mean, there wasn't a great deal of follow up in terms of books and comics and things like that. It it just seems like it, they they did their thirteen episodes, and when, as soon as it wasn't it wasn't picked up for a second season, they went, oh well, fuck it, on to the next thing, and that was the end of it, and it kind of died. And I think that's for, for me, that's a real shame. It is, but I think there's also an element of you know, this is this is eighty six, and they do one season, um, and then by the time they're even going to be looking to gear up for seasons two and three, like Home Alone happens. Yeah, true. But and I mean, then, um, CBS had they they had a slot for it on on their this what would have been their season two schedule, and they had to they had to backfill it because there was nothing to go in it. It's weird. I, I mean, I, I just reckon that's Chris Columbus going like, nah, do you know what? Um gonna go make my feature film now see ya but then he I didn't mean, let's know. not forget when was adventures in babysitting that's got to have been a similar time. time wouldn't it yeah but i mean columbus didn't own it. i mean he he developed it but he didn't own the the concept it was owned by um a guy called walker from uh who was the producer of it texas ranger 
yeah, that one. Um, I'll find his name again in a minute. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's um, it's not as if uh, it's not as if they couldn't do it without Columbus, or it would cost them too much money to do it without Columbus. Yeah. So, Adventures in Babysitting was nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, okay, so, so that'll go. be why then. So that'll be yeah. why. Um, because they could have got more writers in. They could have got something. They could have got another uh, another creative in. Oh, I mean, they definitely could have. He wasn't the sole writer here, anyway, was he? Um, because as no. I said to you earlier on, there, you know, there is a whole yeah. team here that have gone on to to go and work on a legacy of shows. Um, yeah. Michael Chase Walker, the guy's name was. Just found oh, okay. It. Yeah, not not Walker Texas Ranger, which would have been cooler, unfortunately. No. But, um, yeah. Oh, never mind. I, I saw I saw something then that that I was just about to say. Um, Chris Columbus is credited as the writer on the Goonies two video game, but it's characters only. So it's a Goonies two video game. Oh yeah, yeah on the NES, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Why did I not know about that? Uh, that's because that it's seems... not very good. So. But still. Yeah. Uh, um, not bizarre. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean that would be my hot take on the reason we didn't get a season two. I reckon probably yeah, you're, you're, starting to move on. I mean, probably not, right. just, I think it... not just Chris Columbus. Where I mean, when did the Simpsons first air? That was on oh, Tracy Ullman was eighty nine. There you go. See, so that's that's a scant two years later. Yeah, so... and I think I think uh, Nancy Carter did something else before that as well, didn't she? I think Nancy Cartwright's done a fucking lot. So... Yeah. Yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me. So maybe people were just moving on. Maybe, quite possibly. Um, yeah, I just think it's a shame. I think they could have done so. Uh, they could have done so much with it. Oh, they they certainly could have. I would e- easily watch more of this show. But then there's also the thing of like it's it's thirteen extremely good, extremely tight episodes. Yeah, and true. It's, and it's in and out before it got chance to go stale. Um, so you know. Maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, maybe. I, mean, I guess we'll we'll never know one way or the other. But I just, um, could have done with some more. But there you go. That's just me being greedy. I think. Uh, I could definitely do with some more. Um, and I I recommend that everybody listening now, if you haven't watched it at all, even let alone like so often when when we come to to this bit and we say, would you recommend it or not? Um, so often I say, kind of, if you didn't watch it then, then it's not going to do anything for you now. So don't bother. Um, in this case, no, go and go and watch it. Absolutely, it's it's fucking great. This show's fucking great. It's so imaginative. It's so nice to look at. The character designs are excellent. The voice acting is superb. Just, it's great. Go and watch it. Yeah, I, I don't really think I can add anything to that. I think that that pretty much sums it up quite uh, quite well. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, I, be... you know, I, I'm sorry we've been all over the place as well, but I just kind of think like, you know, generally, um, this show kind of lives or dies on how much I fucking hate something. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't hate this at all. So. No, I don't, but I mean, to be fair, I mean, obviously it's something that you no know, people will have picked up if they've listened to more than sort of three or four episodes. That the more we ramble, the more we're no, the more it shows we have, we don't actually plan this shit. We just have a conversation about it. Where, where what's that? <laughs> but where things are really tight and we stay on topic, we stay on point. It's because we've we're kind of just working off what's on screen in front of us and taking taking it stage by stage. We haven't got that much to say about it. So the fact that we do just go f- off on wild fucking tangent gen- generally means that you no, know, 
something's captured our imagination at some point. So I think it's, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing that we we tend to meander. Mm. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I mean, as I, I really got nothing to add to that. I think it's it, it stands up very well. I think that no, it's 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 not what I remembered it as being, but I'm quite happy with that. I'm quite happy with what it is. So I mean, I'd love to get people's take on it. If you want to get in touch with us, but by all means, do I mean go to our website ddpodcast.net. Um, you can get in touch with us through there uh, or on Facebook with the Double Podcast Network uh, on Twitter um, at ddpodcastnet. Yeah, I'm just be really curious what people think about this show if they even remember it. I mean, that's it when I. As I normally talk to people I work with about what they ask, what we're what we're doing, what we're talking about. I mentioned this, and one went, "All right, okay, that'd be that'd be all right." I, was, I remember that; it was okay. And then somebody else went, "What was that? I don't remember that. Some shit." So it's I mean, what, it's, it's, it's what I was saying earlier on. They say that now, but if they're of the right age, I bet you, if you show them beef bong, they'll go, "Oh yeah, it's that dude." Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, so I mean, I'd be, I'm generally generally interested. I'm, I'm also interested anyway. I like I like. You know, I like any sort of feedback. It means that people are listening. But I mean, yeah, I'm generally interested. The whole the whole reason is we get to talk about shit that we like, um, or not, as the case may be, raccoons, Mario. Um, but you know, we get to engage with other, other people. Get to have dialogue as well, and people get to share their memories and things like that as well. So I mean, that's that's to me that's the best part of it because we you know we're not just talking into the wind. Yeah, I, I, I we're wrapping up now, but I completely forgot until you just mentioned Mario about the horrendous racial stereotyping here with the pizza place owner, Luigi. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wasn't going to mention that. There's one thing that, yeah, I really need to pick this up on. Oh, my yeah. fucking God. Um, yes, yeah, worse than Super Mario Brothers Super Show, I think, as, as racial stereotyping goes. Um, but, hey, it was the 80s. So. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this a million times before, didn't like, it's very difficult to judge something on today's standards when it was made so long ago. I mean, we're talking a show that's thirty years old. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's it's not going to meet the same standards. And if you looked at this compared to something from the fifties, this would have been seen as very progressive. You I, know, so I mean, yeah. it's it's it kind of is what it is, and that's not you know, I'm not excusing it, but I mean, it's it's very difficult to judge. Yeah. No, it's fair. Um... And that is its only real misstep, I think. Um, the rest of it, as I say, fucking great. Go and watch it. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm going to do now. So until next time. I love it, I love it, I love it!